lonely people. No doubt that many of you have experienced lonely times in your life. You know what it is to go through a lonely season, and so do I. I have been through lonely times, and probably one of the loneliest times of my life when I was a teenager, and my mom and dad split up, and I'll never forget my mom. We were really moms, really close to mom, and mom was just there and had a great relationship with her, and my mom, brother, and sister moved to Rochester, New York. My mom has a sister that lives up there. They're still there today, and I decided to stay back in Wewoka for educational purposes and for a scholarship. I thought I had an opportunity to get a football scholarship, so I stayed, and, and the Lord ended up blessing me with a scholarship. And I'll never forget the first Christmas as a 16-year-old boy and in my bedroom. I remember this like it was yesterday, being in my bedroom, holding my pillow, crying my eyes out. First Christmas ever without my mom, my brother, and my sister. There was pain. There was hurt. There was confusion. Definitely loneliness. And many of you can relate to me because you've been through some lonely times in your life. You've been through some painful and hurting times in your life. And today, I want to talk to you about a character in the Bible who went through a lonely season. Her name is Mary. I'm talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I want to share with you the Christmas story. This is leading up to, to the birth of Jesus Christ. And I want to share with you from Mary about loneliness. I want to give you three lessons on loneliness. Three lessons. Number one is this. You can follow along with me in your bulletin. Fill in the blanks. The first lesson on loneliness is this. Loneliness can happen because of things beyond our control. Things beyond our control. Luke chapter 1 and verse 26 through 33 says, In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The the, the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Friends, Mary was living a very normal life. She was somewhere around 13 to 16 years old, and she had been pledged to be married. She was engaged to this man named Joseph, and she was planning her her wedding. And like most ladies, this was one of the most exciting times of her life. Can you imagine? I'm pledged to be married to Joseph. She's, she's planning her wedding. I mean, well, one of the biggest days of her life. And out of nowhere, this angel shows up with some very shocking, almost unbelievable news. And the angel says to Mary, you're going to have a baby. And friends, this situation was beyond Mary's control. She didn't nominate herself 
to give birth to baby Jesus. She wasn't praying to have a baby. She had no warning or foreknowledge that she was chosen to carry, to raise, and and, and deceive this Jesus who give his life for the sins of the world. She, she had no foreknowledge or idea that she was chosen for this task. Mary is one of the few people who has ever lived on planet earth that could utter these words and they be true. And Mary could say this, nobody understands what I'm going through. Nobody has ever been through what I'm going through. Nobody can ever say that they've given birth to the Son of God. Nobody can ever say that they got pregnant by God. Nobody could ever say that they raised the perfect child. I don't care how good you think your child is. They're not perfect. But Mary raised Jesus. Can you imagine? Jesus, it's time to go to bed and quit doing that. Mom, you don't know what you're talking about. Perfect. Bedtime at this age should be 9 o'clock now, Mom. Can you imagine the perfect child? She, she raises this child and, and he dies on the cross and the, the, her baby boy dies and, and then he gets up on the third day and, and a mom sees her son rise into heaven to sit at the right hand of the father and she has no more contact, no more relationship with Jesus until she herself one day enters heaven. I mean, loneliness, scary, an unbelievable experience. And friends, one of the things that you can count on in life is that things will happen to you beyond your control. Many of you in this place know what I'm talking about. Perhaps it's losing a loved one. Maybe it's being laid off from your job in a tough economy. Weren't expecting it and it happened beyond your control. Maybe it's a sickness in your body, sickness in the family member. That, that happened beyond your control. Maybe the spouse walked out on you. It was beyond your control. Perhaps it's the abuse that you may have went through. Beyond your control, maybe it's the friend that you thought you would be lifelong friends and they stab you in your back out of nowhere beyond your control. Perhaps it's the spouse who had an affair on you beyond your control. Maybe it's the person who's mistreated you beyond your control. Control. Here's the deal about life. Listen, in life, situations can make you feel very lonely. You know what I'm talking about. The situation that I was in as a 16-year-old kid, that situation made me feel very lonely. I felt like nobody has ever been through what I'm going through. Nobody feels the pain that I go through on this Christmas day as I hold my pillow and cry. Nobody understands what I'm going through. And maybe you're there. And you're lonely, and you're hurting, and you feel like nobody can relate to what I'm going through today. Nobody understands my pain and loneliness. That leads me to point number two. Number two is this. Number two is this. Your uncontrollable situation can create confusion. It can create confusion. Listen to this back in the life of Mary in Luke chapter 1 and verse 20, 29. Mary, the Bible says, was greatly troubled at his words, the, the, the angel's words, Gabriel, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. She was greatly troubled. She was, she was confused. I mean, what are you talking about? In verse number 34, Mary says this, how will this be? 
Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. There's confusion about what you're saying. How can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. I don't know if I want to have a baby. Why is this happening to me? The thought may have crossed her mind that this is going to mess up my plans. I have a future plan. I'm planning on getting married to Joseph. I have goals. I have my life planned out with the man that I love and who's pledged his life to me. What's going on? What's happening in this situation? Confusion. 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 And the angel told Mary in verse number 30, do not be afraid. I mean, but who would blame Mary if she was afraid? Who would blame Mary if she was confused? If she, who would blame Mary if, if she was going through a lonely moment in her life? I can only imagine the fears she experienced as the result of knowing that she was going to get pregnant and she was going to give birth to the Savior of the world and she was going to have to raise this baby. I can only imagine what she was going through as she knew she was going to get pregnant by the Holy Spirit. I can only imagine. The fears, the loneliness, the confusion that was flooding her mind. Thoughts like, Joseph may not marry me. Joseph may not marry me. Can you imagine what Mary said to Joseph when she told him that she was pregnant? Can you imagine that conversation? Hi, Joseph. Good to see you today. You sure look extra handsome today. I tell you, that donkey cologne you're wearing, that's what they had back there, donkey cologne. That donkey cologne you're wearing makes you smell so good. Your hair looks so nice today. Jo- Ooh, Joseph, are those new camel sandals you got? Those are nice. Joseph, sit down. Sit down, Joseph. Sit down. I've got some good news and some bad news. The bad news, Joseph, is I'm pregnant. What? We, we, you're pregnant? What? Mary, what? what? No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Just hold on. There's some good news. God did it to me. Mary, be real with me. Mary, who you been seeing? Mary, I thought I thought you were going to save yourself. No, Jojo, I promise. No, no, God got me pregnant. Girl, don't try to run game on me. Who did this to you? And Joseph didn't believe Mary. He thought she was lying. I mean, what else would he think? And in the book of Matthew, he gives us this account of this, of this Christmas story and this pregnancy. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 18, it says, This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was, his mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. And according to the law, this was necessary to end the engagement. So in those days, they, I mean, they were considered almost married until the ceremony. They, they were kind of considered husband and wife, even though they quite weren't yet because they weren't living together. They, they were not intimate yet until after the marriage ceremony. So, so they had to go through this process of, of presenting a certificate to end the engagement. I mean, Joseph is at the point that I'm calling this thing off. I mean, I'm not going to marry her. Can you imagine the confusion in her mind? 
I'm just trying to do what God wants me to do, and I'm about to lose my, 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 my husband. I'm about to lose my future spouse. I mean, who can blame Joseph with the feelings that he's going through, that Mary is telling him he's preg- she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit? In verse 20, it says this, but after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you? It would take an angel to come to me too. Amen. Huh? You pregnant by the Holy Spirit? And I, be honest, if it was me, I'm just thinking about Herbert Cooper. If it was me, a dream wouldn't be good enough. I need to see a real angel, huh? The Bible says Joseph had a dream and he was, no, it wouldn't be no dream. If Tiffany would have told me 12 years ago, we got married December the 20th, 12 years ago, if she would have came to me before our wedding date and said, Herbert, I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit, ha! Well, you are. It better be Gabriel himself and with wings and all. I better be able to touch him. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? I can only imagine what Joseph's going through. And here Mary is, a lonely and confusing, a confusing time. I'm going to lose my man. Her family could have rejected her. I mean, I think about this. Did Mary's family believe her story that the baby growing inside of her was the son of God? Did they really believe that? I mean, would you believe it if your daughter came home? Mama. Daddy, I'm pregnant. God did it. And the interesting thing is that the Bible doesn't give us any account of what Mary's parents went through. We don't know how dad felt. We don't know how mom felt. We don't know what brothers and sisters thought. But I can only imagine the isolation. I can only imagine, Mary, are you, are you for real? Because <laughs> we don't get an account that an angel came to them. I mean, Mary, be honest with us. Can you imagine talking to your mom, your dad, your brothers, sister, the, the, the rejection, maybe the looking down on you a little bit, going, come on, Mary, why did you do this? You kept, why, why didn't you save yourself with Joseph? I can only imagine that there was rejection by the community. Imagine this. with Can't you imagine the gossip that was circulating around Nazareth? I mean, can you hear people talking around the town? Do you hear about Mary? Mary's pregnant. Do you hear that? I mean, she said the Holy Spirit did it. God did it. <laughs> Ooh, I'm telling you, Mary and her family were something else. And you, you, I tell you, I tell you, was it? Did you hear it? Joseph believes her. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you know, you know, Joe, you know, Joe and his family. I knew they were slow, but I didn't, I didn't think they were that slow. Joe believes he got pregnant by God. <laughs> what? You know what the real deal is? You know, you know, what, you know what I've been here? You know what they told me? You, Joseph got her pregnant. They're trying to cover it up, talk about God did that. They need to come clean. You know what Joe and Mary did. Can you imagine what was being said around Nazareth? And friends, there was the possibility that she could be stoned to death. 
According to the law, this was the penalty for adultery. You see, you remember the lady in John chapter number 8 who was caught in the act of adultery? You know what they wanted to do to her? They took her out naked and threw her on the street, and they called Jesus there, and they were ready to stone her because that's what the law permitted. And she could literally lose her life behind this, this pregnancy. you talking about confusion. 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 Joseph wants to leave me. My family didn't quite understand. The community is ridiculing me. I could lose my life over this confusion. And some of you today, you are facing an uncontrollable situation that has brought confusion to your mind. And you've been asking yourself these questions. Why did this happen to me? Why am I going through this? Why did they do this to me? Why is life so unfair? Confusion. 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 That leads me to point number three. Number three is this. Number three. When you're lonely and confused, you can have incredible faith. Somebody say amen. When you're lonely and confused, you can have incredible faith. And some of you today, you're there. You're lonely and confused. Life has been tough. The divorce has overwhelmed you. The death of the loved one has devastated you. The loss of the job has depressed you. Your friend stabbing you in your back has wounded you. Your kids causing you so much grief you don't even know what to do. Your marriage is getting worse instead of getting better. Herbert, how can I have incredible faith in the middle of this lonely and confusing time? Herbert, I'm lonely. I don't understand how in the world, in the middle of this situation, can I have incredible faith? Let's look at the life of Mary together. Number one is this in your notes. Number one, here's how you can have incredible faith in the middle of a lonely, confusing situation. Number one, God will be with you during your lonely and confusing times. God will be with you during your lonely and confusing times. Listen to what Scripture says about Mary in Luke chapter 1 and verse 35. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Mary, listen, you're not going to have to go through this by yourself. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. God's going to be all over you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Listen, Mary, God's power is going to be upon you. His power is going to overshadow you. Mary, you're not going to go through this confusion and lonely time by yourself. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Mary, God's going to be with you. Mary, God's power is going to be with you. Friends, can I tell you what your spiritual enemy wants to do to you? He wants you to believe that during a lonely and difficult and confusing season that you have to go through it by yourself. He wants you to believe that God is not there for you. God's left you. God has abandoned you. His presence is not with you. you got to go through that valley. You're in the middle of the valley, and God will not be with you. That's a lie from your spiritual enemy. If you're a child of God, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, the Lord is with you in the difficult time. The Lord is with you in the valley of the shadow of death. The scripture says it like this in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 5. Never 
will I leave you? You may be going through a difficult time. It may be lonely and confusing, but you can hold on to my promise that I'll never leave you. He says, goes on to say, never will I forsake you. Mom and daddy may leave. Husband may walk out. Wife may leave. Kids may turn their mind. I'll never leave you. Or I know it's difficult, but you can hold on to this. I'll never leave you or forsake you. The scripture says in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse number 10, a promise from God says, so do not fear. And there are times in life that the situation is very fearful. Maybe you're going through one of those times. And the word of the Lord to you is, so do not fear. Why, Herbert? Why should not fear in the middle of this trial, in the middle of this loneliness, in the middle of this confusion? For I am with you. Because God is with you. Do not be dismayed. For I am your God. Don't you buy into the lie of the enemy. I'm still your God. I- I'm with you in the valley. I'm with you in the difficult season. I'm with you in your, I am with you. I am your God, and I will strengthen you. Anybody ever need some strength from God, huh? He says, I will strengthen you. I know you feel a little weak. I know you feel a little feeble. I know you feel like you can't make it, but I will strengthen you and help you. I will help you. I'll help you when you're lonely. I'll help you when you're confused. He goes on to say, I will uphold you with my righteous. When you feel like you're ready to give in, kick the bucket, quit, I'll uphold you with my right right hand when you're going through a difficult season, when you're going through a lonely and confusing time, you need to know that God is with you. God is with you. Number two is this. There's a second thing. There's a second thing. God has helped others during lonely and confusing times. He has helped others. Now, now this is really interesting in, in, in the book of Luke, how in the middle of this encounter with the angel Gabriel, as the, the angel is telling Mary that she's going to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit, and this whole, this whole dialogue between the two of them, the angel inserts something very interesting. In verse, I mean, just kind of out of nowhere, the angel says something to Mary in verse number 36. He says, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. You know Elizabeth, she, she's old, she, she's elderly, she's going to have a child. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. Her womb has been barren. She's never had any kids. She's old, but she's going to have a child. God says, listen, Mary, listen, Mary, I've helped other people so I can help you. Mary, I just want to remind you, as you're right now, you're kind of confused and kind of lonely, trying to figure things out. I want you to know that I have been there for Elizabeth. I've helped her. She's been barren. She's never had a kid before. And listen, God has helped her. And because God helped her, God will help you. Mary, you can draw strength today from these words. Draw strength. I helped her. God helped her. And God will help you. And there are folks in this place that know what I'm talking about today. There are some folks in this place that God has helped you. Come on, you lost a job, your job, and listen, you thought you would have to give up, but God came through and he's helped you. Come on, you were sick in your body, on your deathbed, you thought you were going to die, and God showed up with his healing hand, and you're still here today as the word. Come on, your spouse walked out on you, the marriage was over, you were depressed, you were that, but you're a fighter, and you're still here serving God today. Come on, your babies, your kids have acting kind of funny, and your heart is broken in a million, but you're still here. 
here saying, God, I still worship you. God, I knew that some of the hell you've been through, you've been abused, you've been neglected, you've been laughed at, but you're still here today saying, God, I made it. God has helped me. Is there anybody here that'll throw up a hand? Just say, God has helped me. He's helped me. And somebody can look around this place and get some strength. Get some strength. God helped them and he'll help you. He'll help you. Mary, I helped Elizabeth. And I will help you get some strength that God did it for others. And he can do it for you. But I got to preach happy on me today. Amen. Point number three. Point number three. There's a third thing I want you to see. God can do anything. God can do anything. Listen to what the angel says to Mary after this whole Elizabeth dialogue. He says in verse 37, for nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Even though this was a lonely and confusing time, Mary believed that God could do the impossible. She had incredible faith in God in spite of the circumstances. And I want you to see Mary's response to the angel in Luke chapter 1, that very next verse, verse 38. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. Can I tell you, I could preach an entire message right there. Mary's response back is, I am the Lord's servant. Joseph may leave me behind this, but I am the Lord's servant. My family may forsake me because of this, but I am the Lord's servant. The community will reject me and laugh at me, but I am the Lord's servant. They may stone me to death behind this, but I am the Lord's servant. And somebody in this place, you may be lonely, you may be confused, you may not understand the circumstances that you're walking through, but you need to be like Mary and you need to hold your back up straight, stand up straight, and you need to declare, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may it be to me as you have said. May it be to me as you have said. Mary says, I'm going to serve God no matter what. Mary says, I have faith in God no matter what. Mary says, I know God can turn my loneliness and confusion into victory and joy. And God did absolutely that for Mary. You see, Mary, during this lonely time, Joseph ready to leave her, confusing with the family, community ridiculing her, people planning and plotting why she should die because of this. God came through, and Mary had a little baby. His name was Jesus. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus was born. And that little baby lived a perfect and sinless life. And that little baby died for the sins of the world. And Mary, during a lonely and confusing season, God turned it into victory and joy because of the birth of that little baby named Jesus. And God did that for her. And God can do that for you. You're here.
and you're lonely and you're confused. And I'm not making it light because life has been tough for you. You've had some setbacks. You had some blows. You've got some things that you don't even understand. And I'm telling you, would you be like Mary? Today, would you declare, I am the Lord's servant. I don't understand it, but I am the Lord's servant. And just what God did for Mary, he can do for you. He can take your loneliness. He can take your confusion. He can take your pain. And he can turn it into victory and joy. I am the Lord's servant. Well, thank you for your word. Thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit.